Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Hobby Happy Hour with me, Bob. And myself, Jono. And a very special guest who is joining us for his annual episode It is the one and only Matt. Hello, and thank you for having me back, finally. It only took me constantly pestering you for one whole year to get me back in. It has literally been, like, almost an entire year. 5th of May was uh, when you... With us, Tom, with us, twenty twenty one. I was trying to get in for May the fourth because I really love Battlestar Galactica. Ah, <laughs> ah. a thousand nerds just screamed out in agony. And ah, at me, bro. At me. Come at me. I'm after you. <laughs> DM me. Yeah. Slide in my DMs and give me some hate. I want to see it. Yeah. We'll okay. list. We'll list Matt's like. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, he's a uh, residential address all in the show notes. Yeah, ducks, 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 ducks. Yeah, if you want to do something that really matters, send my bank account as well. And then at least I can get <laughs> at least I can get some sympathy back from him. Oh fantastic, fantastic. So what are we talking about today, folks? We are we are here to revisit the last topic that we discussed, and that is inspiration. Oh, yeah, I think hence the uh, wasn't the last sorry, topic what? we discussed, um, like painting schemes. Oh, so, yeah, no, the last one that we discussed. Oh, painting stuff. Okay, that's that's like, right, yeah. the last one that we as a whole collective, including young Matty C, was um, inspiration. The Which one that be referred to as inspiration part one, and this will be inspiration part two. If you have to listen to one episode of Hobby Happy Hour this year, and God forbid you do. It should be these ones, the Mouncy oh, sure. specials. Oh, for sure. There'll be like a, a whole additional way of listening to these episodes in a specific order to uh, really improve your listening experience. I mean, yeah. What other way is there? Oh, God. What have I got into? I know, right? Uh, if you haven't noticed as well, the uh, writers are on strike once again, so we are completely winging it. Um, so to begin with, housekeeping. I mopped the floors no. the other day. I did fantastic! I vacuumed them too. And then I I, I mopped and I, then gonna, I vacuumed them again. So look, like, just thorough. Do you mean hoovering? No, it's vacuuming. Hoover is a brand. <laughs> brand of vacuums. Suck my. Um, look, just because I'm wearing a maid's outfit doesn't mean that I'm going to be doing this whole housekeeping <laughs> thing. Okay. That was... And he is as well. That wasn't a prerequisite either. Was, uh... This is for me, not for you. Okay, <laughs> sir. This is to make me feel pretty. <laughs> yeah, fair play. Fair play. Each their own, you know. Not so a big, massive thank you to a lovely, generous, gorgeous, beautiful, succulent Patreon members out there. And uh... delicious Patreon members. <laughs> Delectable. <laughs> Succulent is yeah. such a good like like a pig on a stick <laughs> with an apple in his mouth. So succulent. So that's really really upsetting. So yeah, no, a massive thank you to uh, Dave McDowell, Gil Harrod, Squashroom, Kyle, Buried Alien, Oblerong, Juniper Wynn, Jonathan, Gordon Bennett, Ryan, Epic Taco, Matty C. Hello, Beauty Hawk, Matthew, Corbin, Nathan, and Ursats. Is that is that a new name on there? I don't think so. Who's the David dude? That's new. 
That may be, that might be new. He's that new. We we have a new one. I don't. I, I'm sure he was here last time. But uh, we will revisit that. Thank you anyway. Thank you I, for joining us. I will say that list should be getting a lot longer. I mean, if you're not a Patreon to this content, what are you doing with your life? This is like one of the better. This is one of. The, I used to be so upset with this podcast, and I used to. Let's face it, I used to give it a lot of stick. And now I'm the most miserable in my life because I can't really make fun of it for being an awful, crappy podcast because it's so good now. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I, I, is he sincere or is he... I don't know. I am. I, is this I'm, mind I'm, I'm taking I've, it back. I've um, switched off my camera so you can't see my crossed <laughs> fingers. But no, I, I totally mean it. And like... Obviously, I've been a Patreon for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like, I've received the benefits of being a Patreon, which, you know, had my own special mug, which we probably shouldn't talk about on this episode. Because you fucking Uh, smashed it. No, actually. On purpose. So, I broke up with the missus, and it was fairly amicable. And then a couple of days before she left, she was like, oh, I accidentally broke your hobby happy hour mug. And I was like... (sighs) I would have preferred you cheated on me. Like, I was like, what the hell? Apparently she was taken out of the dishwasher and dropped it. And I had to be, I had to be a good man and be like, no, that's fine. It's just a mug as I seethed internally. I know. That's, uh, well, I'm upset. But But, I mean, it was a high quality mug and I believe available on Redbubble. That is correct. And if you... Head over to our link tree, the link of which is available on our Instagram, or head over to linktree.ee forward slash hobby happy hour and click on the red bubble section for our cheeky merch. Yeah, I don't, I don't have one. I know, I have three. What? I mean, shipping, shipping to Australia is too hot. The yeah, cups would melt too. in that kind of temperature. They're only built for they're only built for boiling tea and coffee. They can't survive in Australian heat. Dude, just just on that shipping notice, like I um I was chasing some paints, and the only way I could get them is America or England. And what what was it? like twenty? I think it worked out to be twenty four bucks for a set of uh, Monument Hobby Pro Acryl paints. Not Citadel, so fuck you, Bob. Um. <laughs> Well, I'm not actually. You are such a Citadel fanboy. Oh no, it's not GW. Don't talk about it to me. (laughs) Bob bleeds Citadel paints, and that's why his blood either is too thick or too thin at all times. (laughs) That's why he can't pee without thinning it. It's just like an airbrush. Yeah, exactly. Has to shake it three times at least. (laughs) That is straight up fact. Straight up fact. Um, Like, it's. um... Yeah, I've just gotta shake the lumps <laughs> out of it. It's fine. <laughs> so gross. That's what the doctor said. Yeah, like um, the shipping man is just astronomical at the moment. I think it was going to cost me sixty four dollars to no get them shipped way. out from America. So I ended up having to get. Yeah, I ended up having to go through mm-hmm. Element Games in the UK, and it, it was a lot cheaper. Yeah. So, big shout out to those oh. guys. This is the nice thing about this kind of, uh, well, the first thing that I heard with this whole Brexit thing was Australia and Britain are going to sort out their trade agreement, which is so good. Like, because 
hell, we need a trade with someone, and it might as well be the Aussies, you know? Well, that works out. That works out really well, because, like, if you've got, like, a friend in the UK that can send you stuff on the cheap, it, it, it'd be so beneficial. Only you knew someone. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like fuck, like you anyone really out there so- from the UK, Liam, Liam's <laughs> paints, hit me up, buddy. You leave Liam out of this. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll tell you what Bob says behind <laughs> your back when we're not recording. Yeah, someone who was close to Warhammer World who could get you all of those sweet Man, exclusive. I get so models. much sticks. Who just, who just cared? Who just cared about you? No, no, someone. That to be fair. It it would cost me two. It would cost Bob two pounds to send a special model down to me, and yeah, I don't even get the privilege of that. They so, don't have any special know. models. You just you, you get them from Warhammer World. You get them from anywhere. The You're same. a liar. That I is, know they have at least four. That is I so get, bullshit. I know for a fact, man. <laughs> dipshit. I, I don't. I, I is there? Reach out to us. Dude, do. do do you even Warhammer? Do I bro? even Warhammer? No, like not new Warhammer. I solely paint my nids now. That is it. I'm a nids guy. Those are real good. Your new GSE call is looking oh, real hot, man. Yeah. Thank you, folks. I've not heard your inspiration behind those, as it was, you know, it was quite recently that you started doing them, or at least in the time scale of how long it takes me to get onto an episode. Yeah, that's so. very true. So I think when it comes to inspiration, when it came to the GSC folks, obviously I started my feathery nids and the inspiration behind that was sort of like Aztec culture um, and the myth of Quetzalcoatl, the uh, rainbow feathered serpent. Mm. So I sort of started from there and that sort of maybe I purchased the Trigon. I started feathering it. I used some great eagle wings to sort of replace some of it. So it has four wings. Um, and then started feathering it. And that was uh, over a year ago now, maybe coming up to 18 months, maybe even two years, um, feathering that one single model because it's just really painful. Um, yeah, but, I've, I've heard. But then it kind of spread from there. Um, you know, I got did a Carnifex. I'm halfway through doing another Carnifex. I've got some Gaunts. And then I kind of wanted to do a GSE thing. And... I've wanted to do sort of like, how can I put it, like a clean GSC for mm. quite some time. Like, and I sort of had the idea of maybe, like I was toying with the idea of sort of like more like elven, kind of like a gene stealer cult. And I wanted sort of like bright colors. And, a, and I'll tell you what sort of got me onto that sort of thinking. And it was actually, have you seen Midsummer, the horror movie? I've not, no, but Oberon keeps recommending it because he lives in... Sweden. Yeah, so that's he's weird. like he's like this is the only thing that's come out of Sweden, so you better watch it. I'm like, well, no. You should watch this incredibly disturbing horror movie of yeah. based in the place that I live in, and also just come visit me. In fact, don't yeah. watch the movie first. Why don't you come visit me? Uh, yeah, we'll watch it together summer. as we act it out. It's yeah, it's genuinely quite disturbing. Um, and I kind of wanted to do like a Gene Stealer cult that had that sort of bright and breezy vibe to it if that makes sense um because yeah. you don't need to be like yeah, dark and dirty to be horrible <laughs> like genuine yeah that's what i mean like the gene stealer cults they've always got kind of got it like that's the one thing with the gene stealer cults is it's always minors you know like they're always underground they're always dirty grubby little boys and and girls of course of course but, yeah it's just um and aberrants 
But yeah, so so what do you kind of mean by clean? You said like you wanted a clean version. Is that kind of your idea of like I I suppose you don't mean like surgical no. kind of No, sort of like bright, you know, sort of like um so I want to use lots of whites and bright colours, um and have that sort of look clean and uh sort of crisp look about them. Like nice shiny golds, like not you know they're not rusted. They're not using old tools. These you know they're they're fresh and bright and breezy. Um, yeah. And I sort of had the idea of well, I've got these sort of Aztec themed Tyranids anyway. Why not a, like a Gene Steeler cult that's sort of an offshoot of of that particular Splinter Fleet? Like why not? Um, oh, so you're saying you used one army to inspire another <laughs> army? Exactly. Um, you can use something that you've already had or something a previous project to uh, inspire you to make something else. And I had sort of like a strict rule that I've imposed on myself this year um, on like not starting new armies. And this kind of meant that I wasn't breaking that rule in theory. Yeah. Cause... Always good. Always good to find a loophole. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, but so I want to keep those sort of rainbow themes. So I've, I've used them and I know I've spoken about them before, but um, so I've used the, Oh, Kyric Acolytes, I think they're called, um, from the Age of mm. Sigmar set. Um, and this sort of like, just to give that sort of like tribalistic, like bare chested. Then he used the um, Lizard Men weapons, uh, Seraphim weapons, uh, to give that sort of Aztec vibe. And then just kept things sort of like whites, blue, yellow, red, nice bright colours, and then uh, gold armour. Um, nice. But yeah, so, but, sorry, go on. You go, Matt. I was only going to say, so like, was the Aztec thing, you know, was that something that you were interested in beforehand and you thought, right, I'm going to adopt this? Or was it kind of like, you know, how did you get your inspiration first for the original Tyranid army? And then kind of, how did you then expand upon it? You know, because that's the thing. Did it come from something you were interested in already? Did you think, right, I'm going to pick a kind of you know, a kind of framework of an army that I haven't seen before and move towards that. Like, because mm -hmm. it, it was a very unique idea and like, you don't see a lot of people doing it. I haven't seen anyone else do it, mainly because of probably the amount of crap they would get because, you know, nits don't have feathers, Bob. That's the main thing. Um, well, I think you've kind of got to, I mean, my advice is always start with stuff that you know. You know, um, I think when you look at Tyranny, all the high fleets are named after some sort of mythological creature. Um, that's like, that is how it is. Um, like, I can't literally, Kraken, um, yeah, like the, the ancient mythological giant sea beastie. Um, you've got like Leviathan as well, which is like a, an ancient like behemoth as well. That's like an ancient biblical, both of those are ancient sort of biblical giant beasts. Yeah, Hydra. Yep, exactly, the Hydra. Um, and I think all um, splinter fleets, uh, all high fleets, sorry, are named after some sort of ancient mythological beast. Um, and I know when I did my icy nids, I sort of named them high fleet Yotnar, yeah, uh, you know the ice giants, uh, and Suta um, when I did the fiery one, and that was sort of named after the the Norse fire thing. And I think I want to sort of keep along that sort of vein, and I've always loved sort of Aztec mythology. Um, it's just really like. I don't know, it's got that sort of bright, but, like, it's really grim. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, and I kind of started from there, and it's moved down that line. I think 
it's it's weird how the two different sort of areas of inspiration sort of like ancient mythology and then sort of quite modern cinematography you know like modern horror um have sort of like come together to really sort of give that inspiration for the at least for the gsc side of things um yeah well i think it was i think it was really interesting um I don't know if this was intentional. It probably was, knowing your vast mind and intelligence. But oh, for for me, obviously, with the Aztecs, it's a very sacrificial culture. I mean, what fits better into that than a gene stealer cult that are literally waiting to throw themselves into the goo pits at the end? You know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've not even considered that, but yeah, hundred um, percent. And I like, I've kind of. Like adopted their sort of like war cry, you know, like hail the the sun gods and that sort of like vibe as well. Um, so yeah, that's um, I'm quite pleased with them. I might have to write a cheeky little bit of lore from it at some stage. I think. Mm, I'd like that. I think you aren't you working on a GSC thing? You were last time we spoke. I, I was doing a GSC thing. I had a load of uh, mine was slightly less thought out, where it was basically I have a load of airsoft BB pellets and I turn. <laughs> Can I turn these into heads? And then I just glue them all onto the bodies. But yeah, I I wanted a more uh, anonymous kind of looking army. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't... I love having characters with like faces and stuff like that. But I wanted this kind of... This blend of Gene Sealer cults where it's, you know, it's just so impersonal. Like... Like, let's make them all a number. So I, I did build up a fairly decent army where I wanted to focus more on the paint job, but I always convert. Like, that's my thing. I, yeah, don't, yeah. Like, I don't like having an army that's the same as anyone else. So yep, I thought, no, I oh, let's do a little basic head swap. And, you know, I've got a fair-sized troop. You know, I've got a broodlord, and I've put, like, a kind of alien-style bubble helm on it and kind of... My ideas behind that is like, well, maybe this is just part of their anonymity, you know? It's like one of those things where it kind of works in their favor, whereas just, oh, well, we see these almost like uh, workers where they're constantly wearing these bubble head things. So I kind of uh, base the idea off of the old style space suit. You oh, know, right, with yeah, the, yeah, yeah. With kind of the white kind of suit and then the big orange helmet, like glassy front and stuff so because that was just it's just one image that always stuck with me as such a recognizable image and you know i suppose looking back on it now it's kind of that one small step for man into the reclamation pit you know so. yeah no i like it that's cool man but again inspired by sort of real life things things that are around you um and it's interesting to see how that's sort of grown as well. So you wanted to go like the more sort of anonymous route with your GSC. They're just, you know, they're not individuals. They are just a mindless yeah. cult. I like that. Yeah. And and move away again from this kind of, uh, I suppose what you said, the kind of gritty, grubby looking thing. I wanted something that looked really sharp and tidy, you know. So I kind of wanted this like moon kind of feeling where I saw like the little... The little buggies that look like those stupid drones that they send to like Mars and crap, and yeah, so it was kind of my inspiration behind it. Nice, I like it. I like it, Johnny. You've been working on um, a little chaos thing. 
recently. Um, what was your inspiration behind that? <clears throat> How did that idea start off? Um, the word, the world eaters. World eaters. It's corn. <laughs> it's not really I mean, like. I- it's not really in like my. I haven't got any customized chapters, uh, factions, or anything like that. My stuff is run of the mill, boring old code, uh, codex compliant sort of stuff. So, yeah. Um, but, but you still managed to make it unique, and you can clearly tell yeah. that it's yours. Do you get what I mean? So, I. I think that's the thing. People lean on conversion as well when they're not necessarily... I know for me, I lean on conversion because I'm not necessarily a great painter. Whereas with you, like, you know, you can... You can put that edge of, like, uniqueness just through the quality of your painting, you know, because you've got such a grasp upon it. Me or Bob? You, you. You you are the better painter here. We all know it. I'm I'm not going to compliment Bob. I've done that too much already. I don't. I don't. I I, I thank you, but yeah, I I honestly don't like rate my own painting ability. Like, obviously, through what you see on social media, which is like a a bit of a curse, as well as like um, a learning curve. Um, It's 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 hard to say, like. I, I I try kit bash and like do minor conversions to make my army look a little bit unique, like whether it be uh, standard bear from uh, what was that box called? Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, anyway, the new primary standard bear, like I didn't like yeah, he's, he's holding a beach. hand and shit. I'm like, nah, that's going off. I'll put a chainsaw like a. Bits and pieces. Chapter ancient kind of guy. Bits and pieces, like, I'll always do head swaps or cut off weapons and regular heads on the weapons and just to do minor shit so my stuff stands out. Like, obviously, like, again, not shitting on GW, but, like, I buy, like, third-party shoulder pads or (gasps) um, heads and stuff. So, like, it's unique. To me, I don't. I don't like Matt. What Matt said. I don't want to put on the same fucking army on the table when I actually start playing, as the other dude yeah. next to <laughs> It's just painted a different color. Like you know, I want to. Yeah. I want some sort of uniqueness to it. So even like with my corn army, um, it's basically I've sort of I've tapped the brakes on it like a couple of months ago, like. Because everyone knows corn's coming out, and like they yeah, they yeah. they even come out and said, "Look, yeah, you're getting your own codex, you're getting a new model range." So it's sort of like, "Well, pump the brakes a little bit," because you know that stuff's coming out, and I want to hold off and get a get my hands on it a little bit. But even then, like I've just I've gone the same route as probably like everybody that's doing. Corn Berserker's army, and like I've delved into AOS. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I, I uh, heretically, as yes, it is like doing a Chaos Army. I want my army to be unique, so I've got female characters in my army. 
I've got like where I've delved into uh, Stormcast Eternals, and yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. I've deliberately gone out of my way to like source female bits and pieces out of them because, like, okay. yeah, I think that's cool as fuck, and um, like obviously, like anyone that gets hyped up on uh corn's you know love juice is going to be like you know roided up to the max so, yeah yeah for mm. sure you know that's how i get away with that sort of lorically oh, scale i think i think you can you can find like aspects of that in the lore I, I think it was in it was either in one of the fabius bile books or mm-hmm. or black legion maybe one of those books but there was a character called Severina, I think her name was, and she was basically like this. She was from like an Amazon warrior ass planet. Yeah, yeah. And she she had killed a space marine and just took his armor and started wearing it. And eventually, it just began grafting to her. And then she worked her way up the ranks and ran a war band. Now the war band didn't particularly respect her. But they knew she was the most powerful one yeah. in that kind of thing. So if if they wanted to come up and say something, they kind of had to prove it, you know? Well, you look at, like, even to delve back, I, I don't know what book it is. It is. I think it's in the Horus Heresy or whatever. The captain of the World Eaters uh, flagship is a female. And mm. yeah. she, she is the best fucking character in that series man like she she skulls bloody um angron and sends him back to his quarters like a, a like a, a puppy that's just got like its ass kicked and <laughs> yes. it crawls back to his like chambers with his tail between his legs like it's that angron what are you doing i want ice cream <laughs> no it's it's i as much as like everyone's like, oh, no female space marines i i get it yep that's cool we're not doing that again but I've got. Like, <laughs> I was gonna say this is literally what we ended up talking about last time. <laughs> there's no reason that like a normal human being or ab human or whatever can't get souped up on chaos juices, whether it be Nurgle, whether it be Slanesh or fucking yep. Titsnitch oh, or think, whatever in, it is. I think that's the thing, though, and especially in like the chaos kind of culture. You know, power is power. Yeah, they don't yeah, care. Yeah. They don't care twisted, who you know. Yeah, does what, man? If you do their God's bidding, man, like you're gonna get, you're gonna get a little bag of goodies. You know. Yeah, right. If you can get me the massive amount of blood that I require for my throne, or you know, all this kind of stuff, like who really cares at the end of the day? Like, no, and, and I think. Oh, sorry. Okay. I, you know, when I was sort of talking about using sort of real world inspiration, is again to sort of like try and defend. You don't think you should have to defend your law, but like to defend it to a degree. It's so right. The tallest woman ever, right, ever lived was eight foot and one inches, right? Space Marines, on average, are seven feet tall. In the whole galaxy, are you telling me that what? So there's, there's no women that could be seven feet tall when there's in the real world there are women that are seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? So it, the fact that one could have donned some power armor is that's not that it's not not even that like you get you get women out there that are absolute savages look at some of the women mma fighters like you know like uh holly home oh yeah uh yeah like amanda nunez um even like the australian boxing champion like uh ebony oh jesus christ can't remember her name like you know 
she kicked the shit out of like nine out of ten men like you know oh yeah for sure it's 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 totally viable and like the thing is like what you said about defending your law i don't i don't think you should have to and that really shits me obviously like with warhammer and tabletop gaming like we don't want gatekeepers and stuff like look look at uh pete the wargamer's latest uh video where he does Nurgle infested custodies yeah 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 i fucking love that man because like my i did like a fallen custody as my cornwall band leader like that i've even even got lore behind it and all that he's he wears his old custodies helmet on the belt as like you know a big fuck you to anyone that comes up to him like yeah it's i uh, man, like it just it. And speaking about I, that, Pete, Pete the Wargamer video. I mean, his his inspiration came from uh, Elden Ring. Oh, I believe it was just shit. one specific area from Elden Ring. You know. Do you know how many times I died in that area in Elden Ring as well? Oh my God, Khaled! <laughs> why would you need a raven that is the size of two horses yeah, strapped I, together? I was like, I and why it. does it have a sneak attack? I, like, oh, what the, oh, it's a bird! And I was like, oh, it's a death bird. Yeah, I'm dead. Oh, great. Cool. Yeah. Fucking zombie dogs yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this this place looks bad, but it can't be all bad. It's like going down to the middle of London. Like, it looks awful, but you don't assume that you're going to die there. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, as in getting, get, for me, inspiration comes back to, like, is I I don't I'm not I'm I'm sort of a step away from Bob. Like I see Pete the War Gamer mm. do something, and I'm just like, fuck. Like I see that sort of level of shit, and I'm just like, oh my god. Like that just gets the the blood pumping, the adrenaline going. I'm just like, man, I need to I need to get to the hobby desk. I need to not copy it, but like it just inspires me to do something different. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know. Yeah. Last time we spoke about how. Um, I know it's been like a year, but it's like other people's work can just give that oh. little bit of a, just that, and it it's that little spark of inspiration, and it is, it's so little, it just needs to be like a tiny little thing, like you're talking about Elden Rings, I know Bloodborne, I've never played Bloodborne, but Bloodborne, and seen some of the sort of the, the bosses out of that game, that sort of inspired me, when it comes to sort of like some of the chaos creations and stuff like that, because fucking the creatures and that are brutal yeah um, oh yeah i think i think um like video games alone is some like when you get to like is it i can't remember his name like miyazaki obviously like the dark souls or mm. you know that that sort of shit is like it's it's next level because it's not like they they copy someone else and do it like like their characters, their bosses. Like apart from like obviously like dragons and shit. I just like you look at them. You're like, what the fuck were you guys like huffing on to like think <laughs> yes. up that shit, man? Like, right. My God. Like um, you can even see where they've kind of been inspired. You know. Oh, definitely. That's the thing. Like obviously, like those games, like. Dark Souls has a different vibe from Bloodborne, mm, and like, yeah, yeah. you know, Elden Ring has this more like typical fantasy kind of background. But I think you can see where they kind of extrapolated and blew it outwards. And like the interesting thing that you guys were saying, like I think you 
you can be inspired and you can either do a whole lot like what Bob's done with like a, a gene stealer army that's like completely unique and completely different and like there's a whole basis and you have to use like four model kits or whatever. <laughs> or you could or you can kind of be like, well no, I'm inspired and I'm just gonna put like this little something different in mm. that just like catches the eye, you know. I think people get like People get these very big, grandiose ideas like, well, yeah. if I'm going to be inspired, I have to do something that no one's ever seen in the history of Warhammer. And it's like, it's been 40 years, nearly 50 years. Yeah. And like, it's, it's kind of all been done, you know? Yeah, definitely. Oh, um, for sure. And if they, I think when you try and, I know we've definitely said this before, but I think if you try and force it too much as well, because um, Matt, I know we recently did um, an episode, to I say recently, we did an episode on the um, the new listener law um, mm. from Lawhammer's podcast, um, where we talked about an Exodites army, and we sort of built yeah. that up from scratch, and that was fun. But it, I, Yeah, and really easy, you know, I think inspiration as well, like, you can get stuck on one idea. It's very good to chat to other people who are in the hobby. Like I sat down with, um, I think it was one of your listeners, Lee Glad, the other day. Mm -hmm. And he was kind of trying to work out this kind of Black Templar army. And, you know, like, he kind of, I was like, well, what's unique about them? And he was like, they're painted silver. And I was like, What's unique about them? Mm. Like, you know, because it can just be a color change, but like when you start dipping into lore, it's nice to have that extrapolation. And his kind of thing was um, you know, that they had they were primaris. Yeah, yeah. Like they had been sent on a really long crusade. And I was like, Well, you know, Primaris have only been around for like two hundred years. Oh yeah. Oh, that's not going to work then. I said, well, no, it could work. Mm -hmm. Maybe they got trapped in the Eye of Terror mm -hmm. or in the Cicatrix Maledictum. Maybe it feels like they've been warring for a thousand yeah. years, you know? And what are two big things that we know about the Black Templar? Well, they're really angry and really savage, <laughs> and, they've got, and they've got big numbers. So I said, well, how about you kind of how about the basis of your army is they can't get these reinforcements, you know, so now their numbers are dwindling. So how would they have to interact around that? And I think one of the cool ideas, I'm going to ruin this whole thing. Don't <laughs> steal this idea from me and Lee Glad. Um, but yeah, we kind of came to the idea of like, he was like, well, I, I was like, well, what are you doing for like kind of chaplains or something? And we, we kind of had a big round about it. And in the end, I think we came up with the idea, like almost together of, mm. well, what if you, ha you had librarians in this army? Or you didn't have librarians, sorry. But all the chaplains were killed in this kind of warp that they were stuck in. You know, maybe it was they were tricked by Zinch and it yeah, was yeah. brothers turning on brothers, you know, because his idea was like, well, they don't, they don't paint themselves black anymore because they're hunting down a relic from the Black Legion. So they don't want to be associated. And maybe they accidentally that. killed. And it, it, he was kind of like, maybe they accidentally killed each other. And I was like, well, I don't really like that because, you know, like, I'm pretty sure Space Marines can tell the color apart. But maybe they've been fighting so long, the black armor is worn away to silver. You know, maybe mm -hmm. they... They accidentally had this thing where they were tricked into killing off all those chaplains. I said, well, why don't we take these 
why don't we say there was like a kind of psychic backlash yeah, and yeah. like suddenly these Black Templar who were ultra against warp kind of warp shenanigans maybe they've been afflicted with this kind of this almost librarian-esque kind of thing but they've taken a vow to say that they're not going to use their powers offensively and they only use them to defend themselves against chaos so you could take a librarian and basically put them into the role of a chaplain Mm. where it's kind of you know you use the same rules on tabletop for a chaplain but in your lore these are librarians who have sworn off using their powers for like casting lightning and stuff but they look inside of the the brains and hearts and souls of their brothers to protect them against taint you know so you've kind of and then you could go on to say well and then they look for the emperor's absolution at the end i think that's kind of where we came to where they had but you know it's kind of it's I like I like playing with the juxtaposition about things, and then I said to him, "It's really easy when you've got a kind of core mind my work because as soon as we got those first couple of years, everything just you know the dam burst, and it was oh, yeah. really easy." Well, that, and again, that's quite common, sort of as part of the process, like especially when you're trying to create something or, or do something on the fly. Um, mm. Like it's that first initial ugh. That's the tricky bit. Just that, just finding that little spark just to get started with it. That's the hard bit. Once you sort of start sort of going down that rabbit hole, yeah. that, that's where things start to uh, snowball. Yeah, because I like that. You, you could even say um, due to the trickery of Tsinch or whatever, because I think black's supposed to be one of the emperor's holy colours, isn't it? Mm. Um, don't quote me on that one, but I'm sure I read that somewhere. And it's um, so they could say, well, we're not, we don't feel worthy enough because we've done this this thing. With although we're still worthy, we aren't worthy enough to wear his his holy colors. So they've gone to yeah. they've gone to gray, they've gone to silver. Yeah. Um, and his idea was like, you know, they didn't feel worthy of the Black Templar. Yeah, yeah. You know, to to don the black kind of thing as well. Like this was one of those things where, you know, they very suffer around penance. Because that was, like, one of the main things that I asked him was, like, right, if you want to make these guys interested, what's the flaw? Like, mm. ha, ha, what separates them? What's their hardship, you know? Because this is how we kind of build a story with strength to it, is overcoming hardship. Yeah, 100%. And I think it sort of, it kind of ties in with what Jono was talking about, to be honest, with his, um like, with the more sort of female inspired characters within his chaos faction i oh, think yeah, dealing with women is hard i think yes. I know that's what you mean bob <laughs> that's not what i mean and um, it's on record no it isn't <coughs> um but i think it's it's much more fun to do the thing that you want to do and then try and figure out how it works yeah. do you know what i mean yeah no definitely but i think I think what Matt was saying, definitely, if you've got someone equally minded or opposedly minded that's in the same hobby as you, like Warhammer or whatever the fuck it is, that you can bounce ideas off and feed each other and just go, oh, well, you know, like honestly, without shitting on your idea, I think maybe we'll take this approach. Or, well, you know, like like what Matt said, um, where's the flaw? Where's the fault? 
Because that, yeah, yeah. that builds so much more, I think. Because like, everyone, like, that's, I think we said it many a time, like, don't make them snowflakes. Don't make them Mary Sue's because it, it take for me, it takes away personally the interest. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Well, you, you can, you can tell how the story is going to end before mm-hmm. it starts. Yeah. You know, like, you know, these guys are going to win because they haven't got anything to slow them down. Yeah. Like, and it, and if something did come up, you would be like, well, what the hell? This doesn't make any sense. I thought these guys were perfect. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. So, yeah, I think using flaws as an inspiration is quite like a valuable tool that some people don't look at. Like, and you can do it with like even these more rigorous kind of, you know, these rigorous ideas. Like, let's say, say for example, Ultramarines, you know, clearly derive their inspiration from N64 Sonic. These kind of uh, games where, you know, paint it blue and they like to collect gold. No, <laughs> uh, no um, you had me then. But, I was literally like, yeah, uh-huh, I was like, uh-huh, okay, uh-huh, yeah. And then uh-huh. N64 Sonic, and I was like, wait, what? You know, <laughs> they've got to go fast. Um, but yeah, so you've got this idea of like kind of ultramarines, and I'd say one of the core aspects of like their kind of, you know, their character is diplomacy, but. Diplomacy doesn't always go right, you know? So what if you took, like, your kind of company yeah, yeah. of space marines and, you know, they were driven to be diplomatic and stuff, but, hell, we all know about politics. Like, maybe they promised to take a sector, but they couldn't. So now this is something that's ingrained into their chapter memory. It goes completely against this kind of thing. Maybe they were so diplomatic that they couldn't break away from their kind of chain of fighting against chaos, mm. you know, or, or something like that. I think if you can, if you can pick a good core theme and then kind of say, well, what works well with this? What doesn't work well with this? I, I think is it makes life a lot easier. You can start to extrapolate a little bit more information. Yeah. Or like, you know, you take their most devout trait and turn that into a flaw like that's what that's got him into that situation or something yeah yeah right yeah, like that's the thing. like in war there's always two sides you know mm-hmm. and the best the best i think the best kind of inspiration is like well how are we going to beat these guys who we've never come up against yeah before it's, yeah. it's very like it's yeah it's kind of one of one of those things where you know, it's such a vast universe in 40k, and you have got to fight an orc different from an Eldar. Oh, definitely. You know? Yeah, definitely. That's what I mean. There's so many different spectrums. And it's, it's like you said, it's such a vast thing. Not everything can be covered. So, like, you know, you can do something, like, radical. And as long as you can sort of, like, justify it, as in... You know, you can you can sort of make it relevant. Yeah, yeah, because you do get all of these army, uh, like Imperial Guard. We see this a lot, yeah. where it's like the Armageddon Orc Hunters. Yeah, and it's like okay, that's great. They're really good at hunting orcs, but what kind of what does that actually mean? You know, because any Imperial Guard regiment can hunt orcs, but that one they kind of. 
they almost take the guise of their enemy, you know, like back in the day, it was like, they looked like orcs, they had a similar kind of culture and this similar kind of, you know, belief system where they had the biggest, strongest guys would lead them and, um, you know, they were shirtless and ripped up and covered in wild and wonderful colors, like, you know, you, you don't, just because you have a hatred of something doesn't mean that you can you don't have to be inspired by it. Yeah, because, well, that's it, yeah. yeah. Like, sort of, kind of like an admiration for your enemy sort of thing. Yeah, or even, like, this idea of fighting fire with fire. Yeah. You know, yeah, which yeah. which is always a very cool thing to see in a story, you know? Like, okay, we've learned from the Imperial Doctrine and stuff, but it just doesn't work, you know? Like, I work as a mechanic. Like, I read a manual, and it tells me how to take apart an engine. But usually that's in a workshop environment, and it's not out in the rain. You're covered in crap, and the engine, you can't see it through dirt and grime. Like, you know, like, you have to... Like, this is the thing. Every Everything is put very cut and dry, but is adapting not only to your enemy, but to your situation, your yep. environment. All of these things can be massive inspiration factors. Yeah. I think, like, well, you look at, like, lyrically, like, look at what GW's done with the squats or leagues of Voltan. Like, how they've just sort of oh. brought them back in. Like, you know, that's kind of you look at that sort of aspect and you can sort of apply it to your own sort of means. Yeah. Yeah. And like that, even like, even if we get onto the leagues of all time for a little bit, like the whole juxtaposition between the rest of the Imperium where they're basically worshiping these supercomputers, which have run for 10,000 years without stop. And now they're getting to the point where they've, either filled up their memory so much that they're starting to glitch out a little bit yeah. or they're starting to develop these personalities goes completely against the meta yeah. iron kind yeah. of idea yeah, for sure. like it's similar is on the edge of being something that can really go badly but they're still they're still so devoted to their kind of idea that they you know it's not an issue. The, It'll the, never happen to us. The fact that they did that, they go like, you know, they've got this big dark secret. They've got to keep hidden from the Imperium or shit's going to go south. And, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I, I just absolutely enjoyed like listening to that and hearing about that. I was like, that's really, really cool aspect that GW has yeah. done. And that's the thing. Yeah, like you can be inspired by your enemies, but be inspired by your allies as well. You know, maybe they, like, we see this all the time with the kind of, like, uh, the dark, um, the blood angels kind of factions, you know, where it only takes you taking your, uh, let's say, hobbies and indulgences a little bit too far <laughs> for you to start really going off the rails a little bit. And, you know, it can be something like friction is good. Friction makes fire in a story you know? yeah yeah 110% and you need some conflict you need something you need a reason um, yeah for what's happening if that makes sense. yeah and that's it yeah like take that inspiration and just like you can you can either explode it outwards and make it so big or you can hyper focus and like I think either way it gives a real unique flair to the kind of story well like maybe this is a secret 
but is a secret that we as the reader have to know about, you know? Yeah, for sure. But then I think at the same time as well, I mean, I know some people sort of use the phrase like lazy story writing. I think sometimes there's nothing wrong with, you know, if you haven't fully fleshed something out, just, yeah. oh, the history remains a mystery. Yeah, like, like yeah, cliches are cliches for a reason. Yeah, like It's the, because they work, you know? Like when I first started out with the deep sea Nurgle stuff, I hadn't really figured out what I wanted their backstory to be, so it's just lost to the remnants of time until I figure it out in my own head. Yeah. It's like and nothing I, wrong with that. I think speaking to League Lad as well, like the more we kind of got on with this whole Black Templar idea, he was talking about like, well, and then this happens in the end, and I'm like, why? Why do you need to write an ending? Like, you don't, you, like, for me, I think the best stories are the ones that I can kind of put a little f- thought behind and kind of extrapolate my own meanings and think, like, well, maybe they do get, like, maybe they do receive their salvation. But what does that salvation mean? Does that mean that they're forgiven? Or does that mean that they're all bolted down by custodies and given the emperor's salvation swiftly? Like, you know, but instead of you telling me that, like I said, like you've not finished, you know, they're meant to be going out on this crusade to reclaim a relic or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like you've not even gotten to that point. So why do you need to think about the end so far? But it's important for a character because ha- the inspiration as well, like your characters should be inspired to do greatness. You know, like we we have like not only inspiration for us in the hobby, but especially when this comes down to writing lore and stuff, I believe that your characters should have aspirations, inspirations, and goals, you know, to really, to flesh them out and to make them interesting, you know? It gives them depth, and I think, like, because I know I'm writing part two for my uh, Unification of Melee short story. Ooh! And um, it's like what you say, I think it's important, if you just sort of have an idea of, like, well, what's, what's their motivation, what's that character's inspiration, and what are their goals... And then when you keep that in your mind, it just helps you keep, like, their character true to itself, almost, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, you're not you're not jumping from one thing or another. I hate it when a character does something that I would never see them... I would never expect them to do. Not in a way like... the character that's been written. Like, yeah, they, they, their story exactly. has been written. Their character has been created. It's like... The setting has been created, this is the setting, and then something very out of character or out of setting happens for no reason, and it can be a little Yeah, jarring. no reason, no explanation, like, and that can come from someone just being inspired, like, well, what if this Marine's malevolent was, like, in the first chapter, he waded himself through Imperial Guardsmen, just killing indiscriminately. Second chapter, he picks up a baby, kisses it on the forehead. <laughs> yeah. Third chapter... Goes back to wading through Imperial Guardsmen and killing indiscrim- indiscriminately. Like, you know, it's something that goes against the grain, but like, inspiration can be a double edged sword. Yeah, I think. Yeah, for sure. That's the thing. For sure. I couldn't agree more. Um, but yeah, wow. I like the. Um, I think going back to what you were talking about when you're, when you're wanting to build something and sort of build up your own ideas on something. Obviously, you get that spark, and I know personally I try to sort of keep it to things that are in the real world. I know sort of ancient mythology, um, which tends to tie in quite a lot with 40k anyway. Like a lot of the Mm. different chapters are sort of inspired by different 
ancient historical sort of peoples. Um, you know, you've got like white scars and sort of Mongolian-esque kind of um, like vibes. Um, you've got like, your ultramarines and your sort of ancient Roman sort of empire-esque kind of a thing. Um, I think Dark Angels are supposed to be like um, like ancient like Native, Native American, American kind yeah. of a vibe. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that's been lost, man. I do not get that vibe yeah, at definitely. all. Oh, it's yeah. definitely been lost, but I think Dark right. Angels are wildly underrepresented. Well, if you think something's interesting, interesting and you want to pay homage to it, you know, you want to say like, well, no, this isn't part of my culture, but I find it really interesting. You should be, you know, you should be able to do that and you should be able to celebrate that. And especially in 40K as well. I mean, yeah. we see some weird, wacky, and wonderful things, but it comes down to this equivalency of you can't make up a new color. You know what I mean? Like uh, all, all of the, like all of the colors we know, like Splorange. I just well, that's good. Just right there. It's that easy oh my well. god, you've changed my <laughs> life. You know, <laughs> can't even imagine or, it. Or this kind of thing of like the story of like uh, you know, four wise men are blindfolded, blindfolded, and they try and describe an elephant to each other, but yeah. they're all touching different parts. So one says that is tall like a tree. The other one says that is skinny like a rope. One of them says that is like built like a wall. And, you know, all of these things, like, we're only getting these, like, small parts of the picture. But I think this is the thing. If you can kind of, if you can work something out and you can run with it and you can draw inspiration from others and, like, make this picture together, you know, you can take four different parts that might not feel like they fit together. But if you think through them logically, you can find a way of kind of combine, like, combining these into something that's unique, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, like... And I think, how can I put it? I think some of the most times that I've become frustrated within sort of this community as, as a whole is when people say, oh, you can't do that because of meh. And it's like, well, actually, you probably can. Let's just sit down and figure out how you, why you can do it. Um, yeah. I, I'm not going to go on a big rant about how that guy talks about how... Uh, Tyranids didn't have feathers and they weren't Aztec warriors. Like, oh, sorry, were you there, bitch? Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. This is, a, like, for me, that's the equivalency of I don't like it, so it shouldn't be. Well, it's almost and, like, know, it's, like it's that sort of gatekeeping of sort of, no, we can't have new ideas because yeah. the only ideas are pre-written. And it's like, no, it's, it's, and we've said it before, it's a setting. And there's so many things that can happen within that setting. And as yeah, long as you shouldn't have to, uh, yeah, you shouldn't have to, like, be able to back up everything with empirical evidence, you know? It's like, especially in something like this, you're not trying to make the cure for cancer. You're trying to make, you know, you don't need all of this scientific rigmarole and explanation behind it. It is yeah. it's, it's one of those things where as long as you can say, like, well, no, this has convinced me to make some awesome models. Because there's going to, you know, the most negative people are always the most vocal, and especially in this kind of hobby where you only hear from the guys who don't like anything. And I think it's beginning to change, you know, because... I agree, actually. I'd say it's becoming significantly more positive. I think it's very, very yeah. far and few between that I, like, see really, really, like, overtly negative people within the community. And I think a lot of yeah. times when they are just 
complaining for complaining's sake. Like, I saw some stuff about, oh, the new squats are rubbish. And it's just immediately shot down. Like, no, they're yeah. not. <laughs> so, like, like, that's what I mean. Like, like personally, like, I, I was a big squats fan for ages. Me and I, I often talk to Mark about the new squats because, you know, both of us kind of agreed that they're not really for us. But we can justify why they're not really for us and why they're great for other people. And I think the people that you find who are the most negative in this kind of, especially in Warhammer, are the newer people because all they've learned so far is the tropes, you know? like Or they know stuff from they, memes or they know like, like I don't it, know, like ultramarines are crisp and blue and would never yeah. dirty their armor. Well, yes, they fucking yeah. will. Yeah, or it's gonna be brutal. They're not good guys. Like, what is this? Yeah, (laughs) no, that's it. And like, or you know, warriors of corn are always like gibbering, slavering, like mindless killing machines. Well, no, like we have, you know, I remember in Fabius Bio, there's a cornate, um, a world eaters apothecary who is basically silent and works on his poetry. So, you know, like, these are all things, like, it's, it's so multifaceted, and when you're telling the story, you don't want to be hit in the same areas that everyone's hit 20,000 times. No, and, like, if you use corn, for example, you can't, like, it's about martial prowess and letting the blood flow. You can yeah. you can do those two things and still be, like, in control. You Like, yeah. you, like you, you, you can, yeah. You can kill lots of people and mean to do it in a smart and intelligent way. Yeah. Um, or you can follow Zinch and kill loads of people and do it in a mindless way. Yeah. Or yeah, you could be you like can... you can follow Zinch and you can be like a gibbering wreck because like your plans are so incredibly convoluted that it's just it's too much for everybody else. Just thinks you're a raving yeah. lunatic and you make no or, sense. Or you have brand new. You're blessed with the overabundance of plans which is something that we all struggle with in 40k where we've got 20 <laughs> idea 20 ideas for 20 different armies and they're all going at the same time and you can't do anything like it doesn't yeah. you know that doesn't make you an intelligent person like i've got plenty of plans but i'm not following any of them <laughs> or at least i'm not following them in a planned out way no and you can have like nurgle i mean, I mean nurgle's thing is like new life and like and you can keep it fresh and vibrant. Um, and like even t- and Slanesh doesn't have to be sexy, all right? <laughs> doesn't just make it about something else, man. Well, this is where I disagree. It has to be sexy. I am, I'm not going anywhere near unless it's got at least three boobs on one side. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Um... But yeah, I, I think that's the thing. Like, inspiration, you know, it de- it's one of those things, it's like anything, is you can have inspiration, but it is kind of that's that's your blob of clay, you know? Mm. And then you can work around and you can shape it and you can mold it to however you want it to be afterwards. But don't expect it to be perfect the first time, you know, with anything like with any kind of hobby that we do. Yep. Getting the tools and the backgrounds as well for it. Like the more you learn about the hobby, the easier it gets. Oh, because there are tropes and there are tropes for a reason. And, you know, like the most interesting stories you hear, 
for me personally, like oh, the Ultramarines Omnibus was the first omnibus, uh, the first set of books that I actually bought for myself. And you know, you you have Uriel Ventress, and the story is about how he struggles to maintain his, you know, codex compliance. Yeah, yeah, compliance. And it makes it incredibly interesting because you have someone who's kind of going against the grain, but they're still trying to follow a way, but they know that maybe the written way isn't the best way. You have stories like Lucas the Trickster, where he goes against every other space wolf. Like, you know, people hate him because he gives, like, he'll give, like, his sergeant fleas or something, or put blood fleas into his bed when he's going to sleep and stuff, and at the end of the like season all of the captains have to fight each other for the and whoever loses gets him for the next season like you know these these crazy wild things where it's like well no this guy goes against the grain but this is why and this is why it works you know that's what inspiration is about yeah completely agree um and like use like yeah use tropes there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with using cliches there's nothing wrong with using the pre-written stories i mean a lot of stories are all based on the same kind of premise anyway it's like you have a hero he has an adventure there is a like a thing something where he has to question his integrity or his ability that's challenged there has do you know what i mean it's like i think a lot a lot of literary scholars now they say there's kind of like is less than ten. I think it's like seven main story archetypes. Yeah, yeah. And it's so difficult to do anything new because this is, you know, humans. We before we had books, we passed on lore, and through lore was storytelling, and the stories that were good survived and yeah, yeah, they were yeah. adapted and moved on. And if you can't tell a decent story, it gets forgotten. That's yeah, yeah. that's the way of the world until someone picks it up and they manage to run it in a certain way. And I think that's the thing. Like, go, I mean, I feel like we've come into... Like, last time it was more about modeling and stuff like that. I feel like this time we've come like more into, like, lore and these kind of ideas. Well, I think but... lore, it's, it's good to have... I, I mean, I love having a little bit of back claw. I know Jono loves a little bit of backstory. I know you love a bit, a little bit, a bit of a little bit of personal homegrown. No, 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 no. And it's um, I think if you have a good story behind your army, it's so much easier to come up with like good conversions, good kit bashes, good paint schemes, because it it sort of makes sense. So the story's already sort of like slightly panned out, and you can sort of, and then when. I also don't think... Right, this is going to sound weird, but bear with me. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm terrible at taking criticism, right? Terrible mm-hmm. at it. I, horrendous. However, very hypocritically of me, I think sometimes it's important when people sort of question your law and question, oh, why is, why is that like that? Uh, it is sometimes just nice to have that answer. Oh, it's like that because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. This happened well, it's because like, of this. Like, oh, right. Well, okay. Well, when I was talking to Legolad, like I was not particularly kind with him, you know, because I I was like, well, no, <laughs> I called him I was a like, little bitch, and then. <laughs> well, yeah, because you know, if someone says to me like, ah, yeah, these are Primaris, and they've been on a ten thousand year crusade, I'm stuck. I'm like, well, Primaris have been around for two hundred years in the lore, so 
So you need to work that out. Like you need to find a way of kind of, you know, yeah, for sure. because that's the thing. You can be inspired to do whatever you want, but we still, and I think we said about this on the last inspiration episode, like yeah. there's still, there is still a playground that you're allowed to play in. Like you've got a wide sandbox, but effectively, you know, there are still some things that you have to kind of consider because like you don't want to just be, so out of the norm that it doesn't fit. Yeah, no, right. and I agree with that as well. And I think that's sort of the point I'm trying to get to. I know we've said it before, and Jono, I know you agree with me here. Um, it's that there are, as much as we want people to push the boundaries, we want you to come up with something fresh. We want people to come up with something like completely out there and new. There are still rules. There's still a, you know, it's it's within a constraints that have been rewritten like you couldn't have like a corn demon prince that's suddenly become an ultramarine yeah like yeah. you just have to go ah no i mean unless you could uh, prove me wrong like you know what fuck. i mean but you can't I mean... oh god damn it <laughs> fuck the fucking <laughs> thing Ter- i said tears like... the bat wings off of yeah. my model Clears don't get me wrong prove me wrong prove me wrong but it's if you can't if you can't defend that if you can't figure out why that sort of works i don't know i for me personally it takes something away from it like i I like my stuff to be lorically accurate it's just yeah i but i think there are there were rules there that are to help you not to hinder you yeah i agree i mean mean, that's why we sort of stick in the warhammer 40k community anyway that's like yeah i could you could start doing anything then yeah like well, you could write a story about anything. It wouldn't have to be 40k related. You could literally write a story yeah. about whatever you want. Well, it's this kind it of thing where... 40k. Yeah, and it's this kind of thing where if you have too much freedom, it does make things harder. Like, people people assume that if you have all of the freedom in the world, like, it makes it easy, but now you have such a massive scope to be able to look at that it's really going to be hard for you to pinpoint things. Whereas, you know... Something, some of these like kind of rules and regulations, they're there so you can lean against them and say like, "Well, yeah, rules maybe control the fun, <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, but this this is the thing you can use those where you can either follow them differently or you can break them creatively, and like, I I think that's a great thing because it gives you benchmarks and it gives you things that you can accomplish instead of just being like. You know, well, my ultramarines are actually anamorphs, and they turn into a bird, and they fly away through no particular reason. <laughs> can can I just interject here? Why do we keep using fucking ultramarines as a fucking like example? Can we use something? Because else? they are the benchmark of the closest thing we're, to. I feel personally we're trying to keep it's compliant. I'm trying to keep you invested in the episode. Uh, I'm I'm already, I've already switched off. I'm playing solitaire. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> but yeah but you you know exactly what i mean where there could be you know there could be something that's Mm. kind of extrapolated into your thing but is is a very is it you know creativity is a tightrope because you can go there's only so far you can go before it's like johnny said earlier you hit that mary sue mark where it's like well actually that's no good yeah, and it is a fine line, and I think how can I put it? How can I words this? 
Um, there are people whose jobs it is to create stuff that sometimes get it wrong. There are mm. amazing... I mean, when you look at, say... Uh, I don't know. Like, the DC Justice League film. Like, was, like wasn't very well received. And I I'm think Marvel I'm, through and through, so... I'm also Marvel through and through, but that's not a hint of there. But it's like, um, you can... Even when you're you you're you're an amazing storyteller and you're an amazing story writer and you know how to do these things, sometimes even then you can push it too far. You can push an idea like it's too out there. I think there's nothing wrong with holding your hands up and saying, actually, you know what? In retrospect, this was just a bad idea. Yeah, or like that's the thing. Some things don't work. If everything worked, then you know it would. We would have an overabundance, but. If everything worked, it wouldn't be 40k, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. I agree. Wow, that was, that was nice. I enjoyed I'm that. Sucked in, I'm sucked into this solitaire now. I'm, I am I don't know what you're doing with yourself, Johnny, but you need to get rid of that red 2. Stay that red 2 down there. Onto the black 3. Nothing. <laughs> okay. Sorry, John. It's sorry, really, it's a, really engrossed in that game, man. It's really, a, it's all the It's it's a one-player game, and now that I've started interjecting, he's like, "Well, no, this is cheating." You can tell. Uh, <laughs> you can tell our generation from. <laughs> I think playing solitaire on the old computer. Yeah, you 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 go out and buy like you know a multi thousand dollar computer and you play solitaire. Yeah, dude, check <laughs> yeah. out my FPS, bro. Yeah. Why um, don't you get get some mind sweeper on the go now? I do oh, genuinely miss the uh, the pinball game from oh, Windows. Space Cadet. Yeah, that's the one. Fucking oh, so hours good. of my life. This is pre internet. Pre internet, folks. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. You would hit the tilt. As if it was meant to do something in, in particular, and it would just break your game. Like, <laughs> what What does this do? And then you would go up to a pinball machine, like in an arcade, and you'd just be battering the shit out of it because you thought that was how you played according to computer. Until <laughs> so you got through, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Like, I find I find in- inspiration in like. context just everyone everyone's sort of got their own field of where they get it from you know what i mean yeah yeah mm. it's a very personal thing I think yeah it's real... there, there's 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 no right or wrong it's no. it's such a wide spectrum but like i think what you said before touch base on it is like when someone does question why you do something it is it is very very good and important to have that immediate answer instead of going huh well fuck like you know you've just totally shat on what i've said or what i thought and <laughs> like it, it's kind of demoralizing and it can like deflate people yeah, it can, it can look so i mean I think... don't let it get to you too much i mean just because you haven't got an answer like i say sometimes the cliche of like with the feathery nids i just use an example it's like well why are they feathered and i'm like um Fuck knows. Hive mind thought it was a good idea. Turns out it wasn't. But here we are. Yeah, but I mean that's the thing. Like sometimes, you know, people like for me, if someone asks me about like, oh, why do they do this? I try and assume that they're interested 
rather than you know maybe that's not the best idea in this day and age no i think you're but right i think take you, it from a positive that, that's that's yeah. that's that's seeing the best in people whereas in we live in a day and age where that's not the case anymore so i think you've worked oh with bob for gosh. too long it's broken your spirit no man. see the best in people i think generally speaking no, people's no, 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 intentions not, are not, positive not personally but like there are there are genuinely fucking trolls out there that have nothing better to yeah. do than shit on people's like creativity or see someone yeah. enjoying something and go you know what my life is empty whatever blah 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 i'm just gonna shit on this guy and make him feel bad and you know, for to make themselves feel better, it is a genuine fact, and it's yeah, there are people, but it's, they are, they are it's a minority, horrible. But they it's do horrible. exist, and like yeah, yeah, coming from like someone that's been in the hobby for a long time and taking a break, that's what drove me to take a break from the hobby is the gatekeeperism, the bullshitting on people, like the mm. shitting on people's ideas or their painting ability or something like that, and. In all retrospect, it is a part of the hobby. It's dying, which is good. Yeah, agreed. but yeah. you know, and like, the- don't, don't. I think my my sort of frame of mind is don't give them a fucking voice, really. Yeah, like, do what you want to do. That don't you be afraid to, avoid, to stand up for it. As exactly. Well. Oh yeah, don't, exactly. Don't be afraid to say you're just being an ass for the sake of being an ass here like and the the thing is if it's if it's a keyboard warrior fucking ignore it like who gives a shit what some guy over the other side of the face of the world is saying about your models or your law like yeah yeah i think you've got to ask yourself is do you value that person's opinion and if the answer to that is no then fuck what they think like literally fuck them literally fuck them in the face that's what you get fucking fuck you how did we get how do we get from like being like motivational and heartfelt to skull fucking that's true well we were talking about a corn warband at some point and then slanesh and And so the lines will blur but but one thing i will say about that kind of thing like even if someone's giving you shit about their hobby you've won because they are now more invested in your story than they ever were before. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what like, I mean? Like, yeah. They've like, taken time they've, out of their day to go, oh, hang on. Like, you know. Yeah. And if they're more invested in what you're doing in the hobby than what they themselves are doing in the hobby, like, who's the real winner? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Nine times out of ten, like, someone goes, oh, like, I, I don't really like unless you ask for constructive criticism on like your story yep. writing or your modeling. Go okay, dude. Show me some of your work. Like, come on, let's yep. let, let's yep. flip the table on them. Like, you know, like don't have to and be nasty is- or um like vindictive about it. Just go like, come on, then like you know, show us what you've got. Like nine yeah. times I mean, out of ten, you'll stuff- find the guy's never fucking painted a model in his life or exactly. written law. It's like, don't get me wrong, if what if you're giving me advice and I look at your stuff and it's like, you know what, fuck me, dude. <laughs> your stuff is amazing. Um, then, yeah, cool. You know what? You have advice to give. I should probably try and take some of it. But, but I think... It can be it can be specialised as well. Sorry, Bob, carry on. So I think one of the things that's... I, I had this conversation with somebody a while ago, actually, because um, I love arguing with people on the internet because I'm a dick. But, mm-hmm. um... And he was sort of saying, oh, if people can't take my criticism, then that's on them. 
So if they can't handle the criticism I'm dishing out, then that's on them. And I was sort of saying, well, to be fair, like if, if, right, and let's flip that right back on you. So my criticism of the way that you give criticism is, A, it's completely unasked for. And the fact that people aren't asking for your feedback is probably because they don't respect your opinion. But secondly, hmm. the manner in which you're delivering that criticism is clearly not very good. You're not good at delivering criticism. So here's some critiques on how to deliver criticism because you're clearly not very good at it. Inception. Oh my God, this is Inception. Yes. <laughs> but it's if you are unwarrantly, so nobody has asked for it, someone's just gone, hey, look at this model I painted. And your first thought is to go, oh, well, you should try doing, you should do it like this, which I think we've all been guilty of at some stage in the past. But just, yeah, just celebrate it first. Well, the, the thing is, like, any paint job is better than no paint job at all. Exactly. Sure. The thing is, like, if someone goes, "Hey, like, oh, dude, like, I'll check out this. I painted it. That's cool." Like, ask them first. Like, oh, look, do you want some CC or like? You don't have to be a fucking dick about it. Like, you can take a step back if you're one of those people and just go, you know, what? How would I feel if someone was like gonna shit on my stuff? Like. You know, it's 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 kind of just people have forgotten ever since they sat behind a keyboard without any consequences of what they say as a keyboard warrior and just spurting out shit. They have forgotten genuinely how to be a human fucking being with people with emotions. And it's there something a, that yeah. really, really shits me in this hobby. And yeah, it is well, fading out, but it is still... Like, you look at some of the hate that come from the Gold Demon like, awards and shit, man. Like, some of that was just like... Oh, oh my God, we did that. We, we, those people. That, yeah. we didn't do that. We, I, I, <laughs> I can't paint as good as those guys did it. My opinion was... I don't think that was... That's my personal opinion. Like, you just said then, like, talking about DC, I'm a Marvel guy. Yeah, I am too. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. I, I like both. I don't... I don't, you know, it's it's opinion based, man. Like just because yeah. my opinion is different to yours doesn't make it more valid or right or wronger. Than and you can have so- a differing of opinions. Um, I know, Matt, we've had this conversation before. You can have a mm-hmm. differing of opinions, and it doesn't mean that you have to like fucking start screaming at each other. It's yeah, like yeah. you can still like you could just draw a line and say, you know what, let's just agree to disagree. Carry what? on. You let's can. Just... That's possible. Yeah, fuck you, Jono. <laughs> Um, but there's I mean, a, it's weird that you say that. There's a there's a song by a band called Pussifer. Uh, it's the same guy from Tool, um, called The Remedy. And there's some lyrics within that. It's like you speak like someone who has never been punched in the fucking mouth. And I think right. what you've uh, without going getting too violent. I think what you said there is almost true. I think people become so used to just being behind the keyboard, and it's like, well, actually, like you. If you just give start pounding criticism on people when they haven't asked for it, and suddenly they react to that, and you're like, "Oh, well, I'm just trying to help," like no, like mm. if that keeps happening, you are the problem. Yeah, no, yeah. Is <laughs> how much value are you bringing into the conversation? And I will say one thing as well: it's like you talk about like, "Oh yeah, show me your models." Someone could be an excellent box art painter. But if you're doing conversions and what you're looking at is the conversion and maybe your paint job isn't as good, like, you know, there are different aspects of the hobby. Oh, for sure. You know, that that inspire people. Some people are inspired to make a fat, like you look at the front of a 
like which I was never into, but with some of the like more centerpiece models like Halbrick and stuff, I've been trying to copy box art because I've been inspired by the technique and the stuff like that. Everything else that I do, I don't care about particularly whether it's the best paint job in the world. Yeah, exactly. I'm, and it, I'm it trying to make it exciting. The, um, the last episode we did as well, it's like somebody can give you feedback on how to um, heavy metal paint, but you could be trying to go for Grimdark. Like, yeah, like your feedback is, is both unwarranted and um, in this scenario, completely useless. Exactly, yeah. And like that's the thing. You know, we have to be able to accept criticism as well. Like, but it has to be useful. Like, there is a difference between constructive criticism and not. And when you guys get into the Golden Demon and stuff, what we have to remember is, if you are willing to put your stuff out there, exactly. and particularly to a high level, yep. is there to be criticized yep. and judged exactly. and extrapolated from? Like, I think Gold De- Golden Demon, like, you know, and entries, they, they understand that, yeah, this isn't going to be for everyone, mm-hmm. but this is what I've had to do for this specific thing, you know, I'm going to put it forward, come what may, you know, like, at the end of the day, it's just, it's just a model, it's not like you're performing open heart surgery, or, you know, like, building a building where it does kind of have to be pretty good, and you <laughs> yeah. have to follow the rules, you know, like, if, if my heart surgeon, like, beforehand, he, like, pulls out a spoon, and he's like, ah, I just fancy trying something different today, I'm going to be like, Okay, your inspiration is not working out for me, bro. Like, <laughs> but then but, don't hinder it. Maybe the spoon is the best way forward. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know. Look, you know. I know for a fact that an ice cream scoop is the best way to remove the heart. Okay. <laughs> as, as you slowly black out. Please, no. <laughs> Stop it. Why is it a plastic fork? Hello, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Hi, everybody. Oh, fantastic. I just, yeah, like, it's... The th- yeah, I, I agree with what Mad said. Like, if you put stuff out on social media, and this this goes for anything, like real world shit or like content or your models or whatever, if you put it out there on social media, you are going to get that kind of feedback. Yeah, it might not be, be warranted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just the world we live in, and we have to acclimatize yeah. to it. But like, doesn't mean we have to accept it either like yeah, yeah. if if you've yeah, put exactly. it out there it means yeah, yeah. you're happy with it yeah like that's the, that's that's the kind of thing and just because you get like this feedback it doesn't mean that now you have to stop being happy with it it means that you can take this on and use it in your next project because yeah. like if you, if you throw something on reddit and like four thousand people like it but then one person right. says eh, i don't like this then such a brag. Four thousand people that liked it, so maybe <laughs> concentrate on that. Casual brag. Yeah, yep. yeah. Here he goes. Like he's always gonna flex yeah. on it. But it's like really... As it was four. It's five thousand actually, but whatever. It's fine. Yeah, but like, yeah, it well, matter. like honestly, if you put something out on Reddit, you that's one of the biggest cesspools on the fucking internet. Yeah, it's a risk. You're gonna. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying, and I agree. It's. No. It's an unfortunate part of the world, but it is human nature, and it's always yeah. going to happen. Don't let it deter yeah. you. Um, yeah, and be be thoughtful about who you're asking for advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, like that's a that's another thing when it comes down to Reddit. Like you stick on Reddit, any Tom, Dick, and Harry who has no experience of painting the scenery, like they've just read the memes of 40k and stuff, 
like, all right, you're going to get feedback from them, but in particular, it's not going to be the best feedback, you know? Whereas yeah. if, you, if you've got a group of people, you know, like the Lorehammer Discord, the Knights of the Hobby Happy Hour Discord, like you guys have got a channel on there where I've seen people put stuff in. And regardless of his criticism or compliments, it is still warranted, it's still worthwhile, and it's still positive. You know, criticism can be positive. Yeah, like, yeah. This is what people fail to understand. Mm. It's called a shit sandwich, and that's how you're supposed to deliver it. You say something positive, yeah. you give the criticism, and end with something positive. That's um, yeah. That's the best way to do it. Not everything yeah. has yeah. to be like methodical, Bob. Like you're such a dick. Fuck you, Jono, you dick. But I like your hair. Yeah, so, no, nah, but like the thing is, like I've had it happen to me personally. Like someone's asked me, like, look. Dude, what do you think about this? Is there anything I can do better? And I go, like, this is my opinion. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. You know, and I said this, this, this. Boom. Like, the dude got shitty with me, wouldn't talk. I'm like, dude, like, if you ask for my honest fucking opinion, I'm going to say something. Like, I, why, why ask me for something and do you want me to lie about it? Like, you know, yeah. I, and the I'm, thing is, if, if the person isn't that you're asking isn't above your level or what, like I've I've actually like contacted like I've been in live streams on Twitch with people like oh go okay, all right we're gonna like do a, a whip show me your like uh what you're working on I'll like I'll post pictures and go dude just be honest I do not care yeah you yeah know? and it's all I mean. we don't. Sorry, Joe, carry on. Yeah, I was okay. just going to say, it's always been constructive, like, criticism, because they handle themselves professionally. That's yeah. the piece like that guy. Ask. That think... guy who asked your opinion, he's obviously, like, you don't ask the opinion who some of someone who you consider a lot worse than you. Yeah, <laughs> do you know well, what I mean? Like, that's what I mean. Like, you can, you can say yeah, what no, do you think, but you don't, you don't well. ask for techniques then, after that, like... Because it's like again, I, and it's and it's and I know it's an area of development that I need to work on. But I, like I say, I I don't handle criticism well. I'm terrible at it. Yeah, no, because that's that's how we get you to buy it every fucking yeah, time. Fuck you, Jono. It's so um, fucking easy. But then I I don't actively seek it. I no. rarely do. I say, hey, can you give me some constructive criticism on this piece? Because generally speaking, I don't I don't want to hear it. Yeah. If I do, it'll probably be like a one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody because that's just how I am. I think yeah. I think also, like, when it comes down to, like, criticism and that, everyone forgets not everyone's on the same fucking level. Like, there might be beginners. There might be people that just don't have the hand technique or the brush technique. They don't know the intricate, yeah, yeah. like, levels of painting or, like, how you layer, how you thin your paint, how you do this. It's sort of like... People forget that everybody's different. Everybody's at a different stage of their hobby. And it's it's kind of like annoying as well. Like, you know, like that can de deter people a lot as well from like going, you know, what? Fuck this. This isn't for me. Yeah. I think yeah. we spoke about that a little bit on the last episode as well. And it's that, you know, if you are giving criticism to people, if you are giving advice to people as well, and they have asked for it, just be super conscious of not only yourself, of where you are within your sort of like ability level, because like a lot of this is muscle memory, like brush mm -hmm. technique and stuff like that. It's it's like a skill. Yeah, And I think it's and always it. keeping it in mind of where that person is, 
like I know we said it last time, but it's like if that's the first model that somebody's painted, don't like. Yeah, just, be 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 a bit be conscious, gentle, man. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, be conscious of like what you're saying and what you're putting out, man. Like, because you know you can fucking ruin someone. Remember the first time I, mean, I used layer paints? It was shit. Like, yeah. fucked up my models so bad. I remember the last but time you used layer paints. <laughs> Fuck you, Johnny. Fuck you. <laughs> so many years face. ago. But, uh, yeah, it's one of those things also, like, you know, when you're receiving the criticism, take everything with a pinch of salt. You mm-hmm. know, if someone says to you, oh, I don't, I don't like your colours, your colours look awful. Like, you know, maybe they've not explained it in a correct way. Potentially they could have a point, but instead of you, like, crying about it, Maybe go and have a look at some color theory, you know, or like learn complementary colors and learn like the kind of, you know, because you you can you can say like, oh, well, we had this really shitty negative effect and it could potentially it could change the way you paint. But don't don't make that your end or be all. Like, well, now I have to change my whole army's colors. No, maybe you just need to tweak something a little bit. Maybe you need a punch of color here. Yeah. Or like you that's, know, that's, there I are think, techniques out there. That's I think really the, the way that you could. So good. No, you no, go. no, 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 no. Ladies first. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> what I was gonna say is, I think you could easily summarize this entire thing very, very quickly and easily by just saying, "Don't be a dick." Like, just don't be a dick. And yeah, but then how do you get the money's worth out of the episode? Yeah. The well, yeah, exactly. But. Like, just don't be a dick. It's, it's, it's that simple. If somebody is giving you criticism and it, you sort of feel a bit, uh, well, fuck you, you don't immediately have to go in and just bite their face off because they could, there could be, like, a positive intention behind it and vice yeah. versa. Like, just, just be mindful. That's all it is. Just being mindful, considering other people, not being a dick, not losing your temper super easily, Jono. Um, what? And just... Trying to create something, something new and fresh. And how the fuck did I get drawn into that? You're being like all heartfelt and shit, and then you just take a stab at me. What did I fucking do? I'm just sitting you know here playing did. solitaire. You know, I'm so pissed off. <laughs> no, you know what you did, John. <laughs> you know what you did. Yeah, I mean, like, like what Matt? I, I, I agree with what Matt said. Like, he's. <laughs> Just give them a few tips. You don't have to critique their model. Just go like, hey, color theory, complementary colors. Uh, what, what, when you look at the model, you want to draw attention to certain parts of the model. So like the head, uh, a glowing armor piece or a glowing effect on like a sword, you know, that sort of thing. I think that's really, really important as well. You know. I don't know to what Bob said, like, don't be a dick. Also, don't be a pussy. Like, yeah, stand you up know, for yourself just, as well. Right? Don't be an asshole. Like, yeah, because pussies are only an inch and a half away from assholes. And then you got your assholes. And they just want to shit everywhere. Good old Team America. Amazing film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, like what I mean, like toughen up, like as well. Like if someone gives you a bad comment, like that's not the end or be all. That's not the end of your pain in career like you know like you we're, we're in this world of the internet you are never gonna please everyone if i say like ah oh, yeah i love my mother someone's gonna have a go at me about it 
or they'll be offended because like, well, my mum was a piece of shit. And I'm like, well, yeah. Why you find offensive? I love your mother as well. Right? Well, a lot of people do. Let's put it there. <laughs> but do, do you know what I mean? Like, it, someone's always going to pick a fault with you. And when it comes down to, well, no, I was inspired to do this and I gave it a go, which is more than most people will do. And that's what you got to think. Like, by you getting out there, you having an idea and following it through, you're better than, well, you're better than me. Like, so... Yeah, that's that a big step. And even if nobody likes your idea, fuck them. Even if, like, we don't like... What if we don't like your idea? Fuck us. Yeah. Like, doesn't matter. Do we, you can like, experiment with things, and not every experiment is a success, you know? Like, but just use it as a learning experience. A- age, have, age have your failure thing. inspire you. Age-old yeah. thing. You learn more from a failure than you do getting it right on the first Yeah, day. for sure. Oh, yeah, agreed. No matter That's why I always give everyone advice, because I'm a failure and they can learn so much from me. Fail, oh. fail forward. That's the... Right? Fail yeah. Damn straight. Yeah. yeah. Be inspired by your failures. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Be inspired by your... Oh, what a beautiful final thought. Beautiful way to end the episode. Oh, damn, that's like that, that has to be comment of the year so far. Yeah, I was getting uh, thirsty. That's why I needed damn. to get something succinct in the end. I yeah. was like, God, I need a drink. Let's, yeah, me too. I'm right, inspired to end this episode. That's right. Let's you know get let's, let's go get pissed. Yeah, let's go get yeah, drunk. Boy. Yes, um, yeah. I think inspiration. Yeah, let's let's wrap this up then, folks. Um, I wanted to end this with a song. Um, for that I was inspired sake. to write. Um, and Matt, sort of like you were a little bit of an inspiration behind this. Um, so I thought I'd write Amazing. this, and we could, and maybe you could join in on the chorus because the chorus is pretty catchy. But it's up to you. Um, you know, your call. Whatever. Don't feel offended. I'll, what? Why I'll do it separately? In, I'll do it separately in my studio. Why do you do this to me? Well, but it's it's like I was inspired to write this from a conversation we had about like um, sea shanties and about how like the the people aboard the ships and stuff would be maybe sing those in their downtime kind of a thing. Um, oh, okay. So it's something that's inspired between you two in a private conversation. All right, cool. I'll just go. I, I'll no, just I'm, go not, back I'm, to not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking any responsibility for this. Don't you put no, this? No, this is all on you. Well, oh, it's, it's start. Ace of Hearts. Well, let's pl- just sing along. Just sing along if you know the word, folks. Just sing along. Five of Diamonds. Across the wharf with all my limbs when I set from port A Keller field to shield us all from the horrors that lay beyond the wall And we did not laugh, our faces grim For we set full speed, bodies pumped full of stim To hunt the one called One-Eye One-Eye, One-Eye The beast with the heart as black as an eye One-Eye, One-Eye The beast who took my love When we hit the warp, our hearts did sink For the horrors within we dared not think Oh, men of faith with the emperor's will We'd hunt that beast, we'd have our fill With the navigators worked, our faces failed We'd journey on with a mud full of ale To hunt the one called One-Eye Join in, folks One-Eye, One-Eye The beast with the heart as black as an eye one eye, one eye, the beast who took my love.
to think of calf home lane to waste when we set from port hearts filled with haste for the beast that come took many lies we'd make him pay for his terrible crimes and we would not stop we would feel no fear and the captain would know where to steer to hunt the one called one and now you Jono. one eye one eye the beast of the heart as black as the night well done one eye one eye the beast who took my love one eye, one eye, the beast with the heart as black as the night. One eye, one eye, the beast who took my love. Are we done? Wow. Yeah, thank you for joining with that, folks. Thank you. One eye, I wish I had no ears. Well done. What? That was a real, be- real beautiful harmony there, Jono, as well. Thank you for... um. Thank you, for I, you know it wasn't going to happen, so I don't know what you're on about. Like, fucking, but you did. I mean, how else do you explain? I fucking I yeah, hate it here fair. sometimes, people. Well, uh, Jan, can we roll the credits? So thank you both for joining in on that. Thank you. That was um, oh that was beautiful. God. So, any any final thoughts, Jono? Um, me. Um, what should I do with this eight of diamonds? Yep, great, insightful. Matt, final thoughts? I hate Christmas, and I'm pissed off that you made it sound like I did. That's not, not what Christmas. <laughs> so, if you so edit, good. I swear, I swear to God, I'm going to get my lawyers involved, and slanderous behaviour will not be tolerated. Bring the lawyers. Bring the lawyers. Steve from Legal may be a little bitch, but he is damn good. Okay, he is damn good. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's just come back from uh, helping out uh, Mr. Depp, so he'll be he'll be all over this. All cleaning up, cleaning up Amber Heard's sheets. Well, I suppose I'll see, I suppose I'll see you guys in another year then. Yeah, see you next May, man. Um, yeah, so that's that's it from me. That's it from me, Bob. Uh well, are we done? Hang on, sorry, I was playing solitaire. What? What? Wait, no, like inspiration. Painting. Okay, yeah, bye, Jono. And uh, any, and from you, Matt. Thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. Everybody, bye. Wait, what, wait, what, what, dude, I haven't started recording. What's, what's happening? Oh my god. Oh my god. We're about to just start the episode now. Yeah, hi. Help, welcome to Hobby Happy Hour with your host, me, Jono. What? And welcome to. Sh- Welcome to Shabbily Managed Hour. (laughs) (laughs) With your host, who the hell cares? Yeah, it's like, sorry. Um, Yeah, uh, I've been Jono Pace. Matt? Oh, I've been Matt, as always. Pistol from Bristol! From Bristol, Bristol, like a pistol. Yeah, Bristol's yeah, number one That's... internet export. He even knocked off uh, right. Kathy. Kathy Barry. Barry. Yeah, Jonathan, will yeah. you just say the line so we can play the outro music? Hang on, hang on, oh, dude. I just got an ace of spades. Where does it go? Um, oh, play that outro music instead. That's a better song, dude. Wait, hang on. What is it? It's Friday. Ace of spades. Don't don't skip leg day, people. Bye.
Slap that bass. Bob, hit the drums. Oh no, if you don't do it with your mic. No, you go you count. can't yeah. Oh, I Where said, I? I said hit the drums, let's do scat. No one likes scat. Jesus. Are you go. having a seizure? It's, it's like it's 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 like you're not we're not disturbed. Well when are you gonna do a rap? When are you gonna do a rap over that? What, as well? Another rap. Um, I think another rap, but specifically hobby happy hour theme. We, over the we lost um, quite a significant number of snizz from the last rap, so I think probably. I mean that's understandable. Only true fans know. Uh, like, like genuinely, we I, I, people messaged us and said, um, "Yeah, stop listening after the rap episode." But um, so probably won't be. But music is most certainly an inspiration of uh, of mine personally. I'm pretty sure he said I in fact and then left the conversation so welcome to Arby Happy Hour with Johnny and Matt the new and improved team yeah that's it and the only podcast worth only podcast worth listening to yeah that Bob yeah the um the the uh, the board of directors uh definitely like came in and they passed the vote and uh Bob's out yeah, I mean, all it takes is one glitch to lose a podcast to someone else. Literally that quick. I was replaced that quick. Just one Brit for another Brit. Yeah, that exactly. was it. We're, it, it <laughs> we're also minutes. interchangeable. We all love Warhammer. We're all just really bad at jokes. It's, it's easy to do as well. I, 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 Warhammer. Like, literally, mm. we, we sit inside and we paint a little plastic figure. Anyway, I don't like all. birds unless they're made of plastic. Oh, you know, I, I love you guys. As much as I give you shit, I, I love the way you guys hash out an episode and stuff. Bob, I swear to God, if you use this in the bloopers and you let anyone know that I actually enjoy this podcast, I'm going to fucking go bullshit. Amazing. I'm going to start mine. <laughs> From Galtha across the warp with all my limbs when I set from port a Geller field to shield us all from the horrors that lay beyond the wall. And we did not laugh, our faces grim, for we set full speed, bodies pumped full of stim to hunt the one called One Eye, One Eye, One Eye, the beast of the heart as black as an eye, One Eye, One Eye, the beast who took my love. When we hit the warp, our hearts did sink for the horrors within. We don't not think, oh, men of faith, with the Emperor's will, we'd hunt that beast, we'd have our fill. With the navigators, watch our faces fail, we journey on with a mug full of ale to hunt the one called One Eye. One Eye, One Eye, the beast of the heart as black as the night. One Eye, One Eye, the beast who took my love. 
to think of Calthome Lane's a waste When we set from port hearts filled with haste For the beast that come took many lies We'd make him pay for his terrible crimes And we would not stop, we would feel no fear And the captain would know where to steer To hunt the one called One-Eye One-Eye, One-Eye The beast of the heart as black as the night One-Eye, One-Eye The beast who took my love one eye, one eye, the beast of the heart as black as the night. One eye, one eye, the beast who took my love.